listening to Ari Goldweg's Parsha Podcast, recorded in Ramat Shemesh Israel, 5767, 2007. This week we have a doubleheader Parsha Nitzavim and Vayelech. In Perak Lamed, chapter 30, verse 10, it says, When you listen to the voice of Hashem your God, to keep His commandments and His statutes, that are written in this Sefer Torah. When you will return to Hashem your God with all of your heart and with all your soul. Now this verse just jumps out. It's the time of year, you know, right before Rosh Hashanah, the end of El, week until Rosh Hashanah. And uh, tshuva is on my mind. It's time to it's time to repent. Time to come back to God. We're going to see as, later in the podcast. The 10 days of repentance from Rosh Hashanah to Yom Kippur. It's a very special time, a very conducive time for tshuva, for repentance. It's that time of year. We'll speak more about that later. The verse following says, This is a pasuk, a verse that we've mentioned in the past. Different explanations for this verse, what the mitzvah is that it's referring to. Some explanations, it's talking about the whole Torah. For now, we're going to go with the explanation that it's talking about tshuva. Ki mitzvah hazois, this mitzvah, asher anuchim etzavacha hayoyim, that I've commanded you today, loy nefleisi memcha. It's not too far from you. It's not too difficult. A few verses later, the Pasuk says, ki karoi veilecha adover ma'od, beficha uvilvavcha lasoisoi. It's very close to you, very close in your mouth, in your heart, to do it. It's very important, these three levels, in your mouth, in your heart, to do it. There are three levels here. Beficha is in your mouth. We have to admit. There are three levels in tshuva, in repentance. First is to admit that we did something wrong. In our hearts, we have to have remorse for that thing that we've done wrong. In action, we have to stop from doing it in the future. We have to try our best not to return to the sin. Those are the three levels. Now I'd like to share with you a very deep idea. And with this we'll understand why we need three levels, three different types of tshuva, three different steps in tshuva. As you may know, there are three basic levels of the soul. The lowest level of the soul is nefesh. Nefesh, every animal has a nefesh. A nefesh is the life force of a person, of an animal. The nefesh is the lowest force, the lowest level of the neshama, of the soul. The next level, it's a level above the nefesh, a level above the animal soul, is the ruach. The ruach connects the lower levels of soul, the nefesh, to the higher levels of soul, to neshama. Ruach, like spirit, like wind, is the thing that moves the emotions. And the highest basic level of soul is neshama. Neshama corresponds to the intellect, corresponds to the mind, corresponds to thought. That's the level of neshama. That's the level that gets affected when we learn Torah, when we learn a deep philosophical idea connecting to God. That's our neshama at work. Now every time a person does a sin, every, every time a person transgresses the will of Hashem, the will of the Creator, there are three different levels that a person can transgress. And these three levels correspond to the three levels of soul. The lowest level that a person transgresses is with action. 
action corresponds to the nefesh, to the physical soul. The next level a person can transgress is the level of speech. Ruach corresponds, the middle level of the soul, Ruach corresponds to the level of speech. Ruach is wind, and speech is when the, when the air comes from the lungs through the voice and projects out into the world. And the highest level of sin, the greatest sin, is the sin that a person does with his thoughts. Because the sin of a person's thoughts affects the highest level of his soul. That's the level of neshama. And the reason the transgression is so great when a person sins in thought is because the thoughts of a person are supposed to be used for tahara, for purity, for learning Torah, for thinking about Hashem, thinking about the love of Hashem, thinking about the fear of Hashem, coming close to God. That's what our thoughts are for. And when we misuse our thoughts and we direct them towards some physical desire, towards attaining money, towards attaining wealth, towards attaining fame, towards attaining some kind of physical lust, we have misused our thoughts. And it's the greatest, the greatest sin, the greatest transgression is taking some koach, the ability, the power, the potential for good and, and directing it towards evil. That's the greatest sin. Now returning back to the verse, the Pasuk says, Ki It's so close to you, this idea of repentance, of tshuva. In your mouth and in your heart to do it. Those are the three levels. Beficha corresponds to the level of ruach, of speech, of the, the transgressions that we've done with speech. Uvilvavcha corresponds to the level of our heart, of the thoughts that, the evil thoughts that we've had, the transgressions that we've done inside of our heart. And la soisoi, to do it, that corresponds to the evil things that we've done with our actions. So each time that we repent, we have to have these three levels. A tikkun, we need to have a spiritual correction corresponding to each of the levels of our neshama. The first level is beficha, with our mouth. We have to admit that we did something wrong. And this is misakain. This creates a spiritual correction for the things that we've done wrong with our mouth, with the transgressions that we have transgressed with our mouth. The second level is bilvavcha, with our heart. We have to, in our heart, feel the remorse for something that we've done wrong. And that will be metakein, that will be a spiritual correction for the thoughts, the evil thoughts that we've had, and the evil things that we've done with our mind, instead of using them for God's Torah and for coming close to God. And the third level is la soisoi. We say we're not going to do it again. We're not going to do this avera again. We we prevent ourselves from doing this avera again. That inaction is a is a tikkun, is a correction for all of the actions that we've done wrong. In the second parsha that we read this week in Vayelach, we have a number of verses that I think can help us in our desire to do tshuva, to repent, to come back to God. In chapter thirty-one, verse sixteen. God says to Moshe, Hashem el Moshe It's time for you to pass away. This nation will get up. They're going to go after foreign gods. That they're going into this land. They're going to leave me. Says God. They're going to annul my covenant. That I've established with them. My anger will flare at them. On that day. I will leave them. I'll hide my face from them. They'll be eaten up. So many evils will befall them. The people of Israel will say on that day, Because my God is not in, within me, within my midst. Therefore these evils have befallen me. 
And here's the kicker. On that day, I will hide my my face. I'll call her because of all the evil that they have done. Because they have turned to other gods. And now, write down this song. Teach it to the people of Israel. Put it in their mouths. In order that this song, the song of Hazinu, of next week's Parsha, should be a testimony to the people of Israel. And in that song of next week's Parsha, God continues and says the same exact idea, that the reason that God turns away from us, the reason that bad things befall the people of Israel, is because we turn away from Him. When we turn away from God, He turns away from us. That's the spiritual rule. The way we are, Hashem Tzilcha Al Yad God is our shadow. According to how we act with God, Mida Keneged Mida, a measure for a measure, that's how God reacts to us. Now this has both positive and negative consequences. Obviously the negative consequences are when we don't do what we're supposed to do. So God responds by turning away and not showing His face to us. And then evil can befall us. However, the, the opposite is also true. When we do what we're supposed to do, when we turn back to God, when we repent, God responds with incredible love. I'd like to, t- to tell you a story that the Gemara in Rosh Hashanah, the Talmud in Rosh Hashanah on, on Daf Yud Zayin, page 17a. It's a short story, a quick story, but it brings out this idea that according to how what we do, according to if we repent, according to our actions, that's how God responds. The Gemara brings down a story with Rav Huna Bereder of Yeshua, Rav Huna the son of Yeshua, he was sick, he was deathly ill. And the great Amorak Rav Papa came in to be Mavakar Chola, to visit the sick. And Rav Papa sees that Rav Huna Bereder of Yeshua is nearing the end. And he calls out to the servants of Rav Huna Bereder of Yeshua, and he says, bring in the death shrouds, his time is up. Subsequently, Rav Huna Breder of Yeshua has a miraculous recovery. And after that, Rav Papa is embarrassed because of what he said. He really thought that Rav Huna Breder of Yeshua was about to pass away. And Rav Papa is embarrassed to see him, embarrassed to be in front of him. Anyway, so the students of Rav Huna Breder of Yeshua ask him, you know, you were about, it seemed like you were about to pass away. Tell us, what did you see? You were in the next world? Were you almost in the next world? What happened? What did you see? And Rav Huna Breder of Yeshua tells them, he says, you know, Rav Papa was really right. I really was supposed to pass away. My, my time was up in the world. And they were sitting in judgment over me. And God Himself was actually sitting on this court. And the judges said, my time is up. There's no chance for me. My time is up. It's time for me to pass away. However, God said, God Himself said, that this Rav Huna de Rav Yoshua has a special merit. And in that merit he deserves to have a longer life. And God Himself said that the verse says, that the way of God is to pass over iniquity and pass over evil. What does this mean? God Himself explained it. To who does God pass over evil, pass over iniquity? To a person who when he deals with others passes over their iniquity. Says God, when a person like Rav Huna Breder of Yeshua passes over the iniquity of others, when he's not makbid, when he doesn't care if someone else did him something wrong, then I, God, am also going to be that way with him. Even though he has done something wrong that should cause him to pass away, I, God, am going to pass over his iniquity.
just as he passes over others' iniquity. Now this message is such an incredible message because what it means is that the way we act with others, the way we interact with others, the way we judge others is how God judges us. I once heard from a Laser Brody an incredible idea. Many times God will actually place us into a situation where we have to judge our friend. Meaning we'll see someone doing something wrong. And there's a possibility that we can figure out, if we think really hard, we can figure out why he did that thing and why it wasn't so bad. However, if we pass quick judgment and we don't give him the benefit of the doubt, then we'll come up to God one day and he'll say to us, this is your judgment for this thing that you did. And we'll say, what do you mean there were extenuating circumstances? This is what happened. This is what I was thinking. This is the background. And God will say, well, listen, you looked at someone else and you judged them negatively the same way. And they had the same extenuating circumstances. The way you judged your friend is how I have to judge you. However, the opposite will also be true. If we give another person the benefit of the doubt, if we look for the extenuating circumstances, see how could it be? What did this person do? How could he have? How can we explain this situation and explain that it wasn't so bad? If we do that, then God will do the same thing for us. During that Sarasi Mechuva, now from now until Rosh Hashanah, and during the ten days of repentance, it's our opportunity to judge others favorably, to look at others kindly, to see the good in others, and hopefully by doing this, God will also see the good in us. The Gemara and Rosh Hashanah, those same Gemaras, there are many Gemaras over there on page 16b and 17a, discussing that the, te the 10 days of repentance are a special time that we can return to God. No other time during the year. Even if there's a, a Gzera, a decree upon us that, are, that we're supposed to pass away, during the 10 days of repentance, we can annul that decree. We have an opportunity. We have this opportunity that doesn't exist any other time of the year. And the way that we can come back to God, says the Gemara, and we say it on Rosh Hashanah and on Yom Kippur, is by tshuva, tefillah, tzedakah, by doing repentance to God, by praying to God to forgive us, by tzedakah, by giving charity. But it's not just charity. When we talk about charity, it doesn't just mean money. It means being kind to our friends. It means giving people charity in our actions to them, the way we react to them, the way we understand what they've done. And, and also not just, not just giving them money, but also kindness, giving, giving to others in action and in deed. And if we think about it, what's the, what's the reason why when we do tshuva, tefillah, tzitaka, why does that change anything? Why does it make God want to, want to forgive us? And the reason is because when we do these things, these change our essence. We're not the same person. When God decreed upon us that we should die, heaven forbid, or when God decreed some kind of bad decree upon us, heaven forbid, we're not that same person that God decreed it upon. We're a different person. We've changed. We've done tshuva. We've repented. We want to change our ways. We've done tefillah. We've changed our essence. We've done tzedakah. We've changed our ways. We're giving to others. We've become a different person. God, see the change in us and decree upon us a ksiva v'chasima taiva, a good judgment not only for us but for all of the people of Israel. Have a great Shabbos and a good year.